So it's definitely at, at best it's in danger at worst. I feel like it's becoming largely a dying art form. I don't think it'll ever go away, but it, I feel like the heyday of comic books, which was first embraced by the, the servicemen overseas. Mm -hmm. And then secondarily by the children, when the servicemen came home and stopped reading comic books, it was the children that embraced it. And then they grew up and became grownups and they, they kept reading. And then right. there was still another generation of people that read. I'm, I'm part of that. I'm part of that generation, but now the kids don't read. So you're dealing with a fan base that is continuously getting older. Hey guys, it is Tristan with Nerdut's Newsstand, and I am so excited today. We have Brad, the DC Universe Geek. All of his links to his channel will be down below, but I have been watching him for years. He does an amazing job with toys. He loves Superman and Lois, loves the whole geeky fandom, and I thought what a perfect opportunity to bring on an expert in something a little different than what I do, which is primarily comic books, but we share common interests. So I thought about the toy market. Somebody that can tell you a little bit more than I can. So why don't you tell everybody about yourself and let us know kind of how you got into collecting the mass amount of toys we see behind you. <laughs> well, uh, I've been a big DC fan since I was little. I would say 1984, I got my first superpowers collection, Superman. Uh, those of us who are old school, you know that you squeeze their legs, for example, Superman <laughs> and punches, squeeze Batman's leg. I mean, wouldn't you punch if someone started squeezing your legs? But so I started with the superpowers collection figures and that was kind of the beginning of the obsession. Every time there was a new line of DC figures that came out when I was a kid, which really wasn't that often to tell you the truth. There was only a few more when I was a younger kid. I tried to get my hands on all of those, but that began my obsession with action figures in general. So it wasn't just DC. That is my first love, as you can see behind me. But I also got into Thundercats, Ninja Turtles, G.I. Joe's, Silver Hawks, Bionic 6. My goodness, you name it, I was collecting it. If it was a, a bipedal plastic version of a character that I that I knew from a cartoon show, it was on my shelf. I had it in a bin somewhere. That's and, awesome. Yeah, and I just I've just been I took a break collecting when I got older. So around 16, I stopped buying comics and moved out. And I was just like a busker, sang for my supper, uh, like a street kid. Oh, my and goodness. Yeah, whole, whole different story. I uh, got my life back together. And, and uh, it wasn't until a few years after I married my wife that I really got back into collecting. She, I mean, she did buy me something uh, for a wedding gift. She bought me the Superman and Lois Silver Age 2-pack. And that was Oh, kind, that's cool. Yeah, I kind of got the bug going, but it wasn't for another two years that I would begin actively pursuing collecting again. And there's that kind of when you got back into collecting, is that when you started your channel or did you start showing off your old toys? Uh, when I, uh, yeah. Okay. Well, see, the funny thing is I started collecting years before I started my channel. Cause I've been married actually yesterday was my 19th anniversary. Oh, congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. It's, it's been, been a long time. She's, she's amazing. She puts uh -huh. up with all this <laughs> <laughs> and she lets me spend the money on it. Pretty much everything I make from YouTube goes back. Into the oh, channel, that's into the awesome. Yeah. She's not, she's not saying where's the money. She's, she's good about that. Uh, but so, but then no, like actually like I didn't like I collected for a long time, 
but I didn't review things. Like I was aware of people like Shardimus Prime, uh, Anthony Customs, uh, the Review Spot. There's a couple old school review channels. Some oh that yeah. Some that don't upload anymore though. Like uh, Box and Type X, he doesn't really review figures anymore. And, and Sean Long, mm -hmm. he doesn't really do that much anymore. But no, it wasn't until I would say four years ago I really started wanting to review action figures. And really, it wasn't because of other action figure reviewers. It was because I was a fan of Ashen's. I am a fan of Ashen's. I love his review style. He's just like honest and witty and, and funny and stuff like that. So that's actually how I got into reviewing. And it started with older figures. So I would, I had this, like a show called Kit Bash Customs, mm -hmm. where I would, I would kind of go through my recipes and, and review the figures that I customized. And I would review older, figure, older figures that I had just kind of lying around and in my displays. And then I thought, well, why don't I start buying new stuff and reviewing that? And that was probably about four-ish years ago. Yeah. yeah, I would say I probably found I found you in Shadowmas Prime about the same time. It was about three years ago, and I was like, "Oh my goodness, this is such a neat facet." Because YouTube to me was almost, you know, I watched it for music videos, and I'm like, "They're doing this kind of so cool." I, I absolutely love it. Do you now? I noticed maybe it's my own bias, but that you may have a little bias towards DC. <laughs> so is that, is that is that you know something that has been since childhood or is it the characters what draws you to that company above the others that's a good question um I, well you know what i think some of it is just exposure right so if someone was four or five years old and they first got exposed to the ninja turtles universe then that would be their i feel their first real contact point having the toys having the cartoon having those play imaginative times, you know, on the carpet in the living room floor or whatever with your toys. For me, it just happened to be DC. So my mom and dad right. were buying me comic books. Like I had the like Red Tornado issue one from oh the my 80s. Goodness. Yeah. And I had like Batman and the Outsiders, like the first issue, you know, I had, so, so I was reading the comics and my mom and dad were buying me the toys and it was just, I, I suppose if they had bought me Secret Wars first and bought me a bunch of Marvel comics first, I would have gotten into Marvel you know, but, but now I've stuck with it so long that it's like a comfortable thing. And I, I, I do prefer DC comics characters more than Marvel. Not that Marvel is, is less than DC. I just prefer the fictional universe of the DC universe better. I prefer those kind of, they're more old school kind of characters in comparison to Marvel, which they really, Marvel really came into their being with Fantastic Four and with Spider-Man. But but all the really big DC characters were already well established by that point. Right, exactly. So I don't know. There, I totally. It's a weird thing to describe why you like one more than the other. It's like you, it really does come down to characters. It does. But also, it's world building. It's it's knowing that you know we're Coast City and in Gotham and all of these things. Yeah. And it's it's like and you're you were so there used for the stories. What's that? And you were there for the stories. Yes. Right. Going like, through the time with them. Yeah, like I haven't been there for the Marvel stories, right? So I don't have that same attachment. I know the character of Peter Parker, right? I know what he's like. I know what Captain America's like. I know what Tony's like. But I've been there for the long haul with DC. So these characters are like, okay, here's a good, a good, a good analogy. When you read a good book series, right? Maybe you get six books out of a series where it might follow the same character, the same right. set of characters. Uh well, I've been reading the comics since I was five. 
So yep. there's such long connected longevity of these characters that they're just, you know, more about them than you know about classic literature, fictional characters, because there's so much material on them. You know, they have they've built their characters for so long that it, it, for the longtime fan, they're just, it's just part of life. They're just always been there. Yep. And I, I totally get And they play the long game, I think a little better too. Like where, like some of the old like stories that I absolutely love where like where cataclysm goes into no man's land. And those were long thought out, you know, orchestrated things and they took years. And it's like, mm-hmm. I pick up X-Men number one and I'm like, I don't, okay. I like the girl with green hair. She's cute. That's Polaris, right? Like I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> going to Google going, I used to love Chris Claremont's X-Men, but I don't know who this chick is and yeah. why is she not dark Phoenix? And like, it's just it's like, okay, I'm just going to go back to DC. But have you been, do you check out indie comics ever? A little bit. I go to a, I go bit. To a site, uh, read comic online. <laughs> yeah. I know. I, I buy my comics, but occasionally I'll read some online that I know I can't find locally. Like uh, uh, Jupiter's Legacy. I had to read that on oh, Read Comic Requiem. Online. Uh, yeah, exactly. That That's fantastic. But oh, the art. I don't go to it as often as I'd like to because in, in the recent like year and a half, two years, there's like... It's basically just like a place to read comics and have like, you know, uh, women, game women j- bouncing around in your face. Oh my God. Like, it's so bad. I yeah. use it for my thumbnails because you can get that like high quality picture, right? Yeah. So I'll get exactly. the high quality picture on yep. there. It's better yep. than a screenshot. And I'm mm-hmm. like, God, make yep. sure I don't get her boobs in it. Like <laughs> that, that's where I got all my pictures for comic talk. I would, I would buy the comic, read the comic. Yeah. And then I would have the comic on the desk in front of me just so that I could, you know, have it right there. But then I would have all the pictures. I would drag them all into my computer from read comic online because they're high res. Exactly. Yeah. And that, so, that's, ex- I use it more often than I should for that. But you know, there's there, if it's going to serve a purpose besides pirating might as well be to uh, kind of give people the upper hand, make them have some pretty thumbnails might as well. <laughs> well, I, you know what? I, I don't, I don't just answer your question. Just go back. I didn't really, I kind of didn't, I forgot to answer it. Um, <laughs> that's okay. I, I don't do the indie comic thing that much. That's, that's the short answer. I mean, as I was going to say on read comic online, I'll see some pop up in that suggested list. On, mm-hmm. on the, and so I'll check a few that way, but in general, no, I just, all my money goes towards DC. I've got a, a fairly big pull list. It's a, you know, a stack, maybe about that big in a month is what I end up. Yeah. I, I've all- got myself to the point where I'm reading everything except for like waking hours. And I'm thinking about dropping teen Titans too. But they're like, it's, it's almost everything. I'm like, oh my goodness. Like I I read some indie comics. And the reason I brought that up is because we were talking about world building. There's been some amazing world, like Scott Snyder's doing us an indie book. Um, I just read it last night, Noctura. And I'm like, that was, that's the kind of comic you get mad at at the end. Right. Like you get angry when it's over because you want to know what's going on. They're doing some phenomenal world building on the side, but I don't think it'll ever measure up to what we're seeing that's been established for 80 years. It's not going to be able to. No, that's exactly it. Well, and the thing is, it's very sad, but I do believe that comics is at best an art form that is 
in danger and therefore in flux. They're yes. changing how they do things. So for example, the DC comics that we get now have the main story and then they put the sub backup. stories. In, yeah. The sub story in the back, that way they can have more stories and they're trying to give you more value. So it's definitely at, at best it's in danger at worst. I feel like it's becoming largely a dying art form. I don't think it'll ever go away, but it, I feel like the heyday of comic books, which was first embraced by the, the servicemen overseas. Mm -hmm. And then secondarily by the children, when the servicemen came home and stopped reading comic books, it was the children that embraced it. And then they grew up and became grownups and they, they kept reading. And then right. there was still another generation of people that read. I'm, I'm part of that. I'm part of that generation, but now the kids don't read. So you're dealing with a fan base that is continuously getting older. Well, I would argue a little bit that the kids, yes, they don't read, but they are getting that kind of introduction into at least the art form through manga. That's true. Um, and manga sells In anime well. mostly, but, you know, mm. one thing about that I've noticed, like with Demon Slayer, anything, um, Tokyo Ghoul specifically, because I had the novel and watch the show it's so close to the source material and i think that is a shame that we don't see that carried over mm. and it's clearly working it worked yeah. well with invincible too yeah you know okay you've probably heard my take on for example uh the dc film universe right okay well i i've, I've enjoyed most of the movies but I, as far as continuity goes, it's a bit of a train wreck because they... That's an understatement. Yeah. Well, I, you know, I know, I know <laughs> your point of view too. Yeah. Um, but as far as... Like, I feel like... Okay, first of all, let's go back to the Snyder Cut. Just to, I was excited about that because when I compared it to the original theatrical release, I was like, okay, this is definitely better. I, I personally enjoyed it better because that's my style of filmmaking. I like that visual appearance. I like, right. like, give me more stuff. I want more stuff that people would cut out. I want to know what's going on. And there was only really one scene where I was like, yeah, they probably could have cut that out, but everything else I was like, cool. And it, for me, it was like, well, it didn't make sense to go, let's do two Snyder for like movies, right? You got man of right. steel and then Batman v Superman. And then say, Nope, we're done. We're going to, you know, we're going to totally bugger out. Right. It should have been like, okay, well let's at least finish it off with this movie and then restart it or something like that, or have like a big universe changing multiverse event where they can rework it however they want to. But instead we have these two branches. And so we have movies that I enjoyed. Like I enjoyed Aquaman. I enjoyed the first Wonder Woman. The second one was kind of wonky in a really wonky kind of way. But so that uh, Shazam was fun. It was, you know, but how do these all connect? It's, it's so weird how they all connect because they're trying to write the Snyderverse out of, existence so the whole thing is like there's some good things about it there's some great castings and then there's some weird things about it and there really is there definitely i can totally admit that but i will say this is the snyderverse how i would have started off a dc films universe my answer is no i would hope not i'm not a big snyder fan but that's i would okay. hope not that's okay i i would probably start my dc universe off with a superman movie and you release the Superman movie at Christmas because you want it to be a family movie and you want everyone to walk out of that theater feeling like a million bucks. You want the uh -huh. world to remember. Like Shazam did. Right. Boom. Shazam was almost like 
he got the treatment that Superman should have gotten. At least that's, exactly. That's how I feel. Then the next movie you do is Batman. So you do Superman and Batman, boom, right off the bat. And then in those movies, you can introduce another character. And so then the next two movies are two other characters. Maybe it's Green Lantern and Wonder Woman. And then you begin to have these characters kind of make appearances in each other's movies, but they get their own movie first. And yeah. Each they need an origin story for new, right. to bring in new people. Right. And the Green Lantern movie should have been really cosmic. And you have to have the the Aquaman movie really just... Well, see, I feel like that one was actually pretty good. It wasn't perfect, but they really did It was Atlantis. pretty good. The Atlantis stuff, right? Like, that's how I would have done an Aquaman movie, right? The oh, absolutely. The whole Battle for the Throne thing, that would have been what I would have done. And so the point is, I would have stayed with a more comic-accurate interpretation of these characters rather than Snyder's very unique, dark, gritty interpretation, right, of, of these characters. You mean the murderous psychopaths. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah, well, because, <laughs> well, yeah, when Batman, I mean, personally, visually, and for the most part, how, for example, Ben Affleck behaved as Batman, I feel like he was, yeah, he was a great Batman. There was no, and the suit, that's my favorite movie suit. However, Snyder wanted him to be really, really dark, and he's like, blasting people with the machine guns or whatever on the on the Batmobile. I feel like that was like, okay, in real life, if there was a vigilante like Batman, he'd have to probably maim people and kill the odd person. If you want a Batman with a life expectancy of longer than three nights, he's gonna <laughs> yeah. have to, right? Brutal. But but this is we can suspend disbelief because this is a fictional universe where it's already well established the basic attributes of what each of these characters is like. And that's and, having a code. <laughs> boom. Being and, boom, strict to that code. Right. So you. So the first thing they do is they should make it comic accurate. As, as far as, as, as comic accurate as you possibly can. Because it worked with the comics. There's still a fan base. It's the recognizable version of the character. So what, what can you keep at all costs for the characters for the movie? And then whatever doesn't happen to work, then you change that. That would be how I would have approached it. So... No, you're absolutely right about the, the the more comic accurate you keep it, the better it is, for sure. Yeah, and I think, in, and even to, to, I do talk a lot about how good the MCU does with that. I think, in, in you could have taken it even a step further when Batman is more of a multiple movie man, you bring in that mentorship with Robin, with, with mm -hmm. Dick. You know what I mean? You could yep. make it so massive. Mm -hmm. Whatever the hell the heads up are doing there or the high ups are doing there clearly aren't thinking because they have you know gold in their hand. They, they just do. need to know how to utilize it. Mm -hmm. And I don't think, you know, what's the new one? Race swapping Clark Kent. I don't think that's going to do it. You may make a fraction of your audience happy, but people are going to be like, hmm, okay. <laughs> you, you know just, what I'm saying? Well, you just, you end up alienating fans. Here's you the do. thing. The first question is, what was wrong with Clark Kent Superman the way he was? Nothing. Or he wouldn't right? be beloved like he is. Exactly. Now, I understand making small changes. I was actually talking, I was on uh, the Caster Corner podcast. It's not aired yet. It'll be aired in like three weeks. We talked a few days ago. Um, and we talked, we touched on that a little bit. And it's okay to make small changes where mm -hmm. it makes sense to make those changes. But in general, if it's worked for all that time... Why would, like, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Exactly. Right? There's there's no need to. So as as far as uh, you've got 
the DC universe could have been a lot more successful and where Marvel did work. And I take a lot of slack for this, actually. When I say I really enjoyed the Marvel universe, there are some people who get who become upset with me. And I'm like, well, well they, that's silly. Well, they tried to change things, but they kept it comic accurate as much as they could. And the movies were just fun. I didn't walk out of there feeling heavy. Now, there's obviously, because it's really Disney-owned, there's going to be little tick boxes here and there. But in the end, I want to go to the theater. I want to have a good time. And that's it. I want to exactly. escape and have a good time. And so what you have with this whole Superman thing, uh, Clark Kent being black, the question is, why didn't they? I mean, I don't know for sure, but as far as what I'm hearing is, they're not. They're not going to use Calvin Ellis or Val Zod. Like, why not Calvin Perfect Ellis? Perfect opportunity, President Superman. Like, come on. Right. I, Based I just off of Barack Obama. Like, how much more could you ask for? It's gold in your hands. Right. And the thing is, then you establish that this Superman is from a different place in the multiverse, and then you have two. You have two different Supermans that you can work with, but instead. They, they just chose to, I mean, I, I don't understand for sure yet. I don't know for sure, but it seems right. like they're just making Clark Kent like a black fellow. And it's like, but that's, now you fundamentally changed an aspect of the character. And the question is, if you have to make Clark Kent black, is that also kind of racist against white people? I don't yeah, know. It, it's, it's a question. I'm asking an actual question. I know. Question, I, right? it's, it is. It's, it's so debatable because it's so silly to me. And, and I understand a lot of the, you know, if they want diversity, changing a side character, uh, a character yeah. that, or creating, you know, I, they did it with Jimmy. Yeah. And it actually, I loved uh, yeah. Makad Brooks. I did watch season one and two of Supergirl, and I enjoyed it for what it, you know, for what it was. I dipped out there, off, you know, mm -hmm. towards the end of season two, but Makad Brooks is a great actor. Mm -hmm. He and did a good job with that. Why not? do what they're doing with Superman and Lois. And instead of made maybe, Hen you know, John Henry irons, like that show is everything Superman fans have been waiting for. It is very good. I, I don't like the idea that he keeps getting his ass kicked. I've mentioned that well, in my reviews. Yeah. <laughs> he keep, it's like, it's his show and he gets his, he gets his ass pummeled almost every time he fights. And then he'll like, he'll kind of gain the upper hand, but it's like, I think that's the one thing they're missing is that Superman is a very, he knows how to use his powers really well. Yes. And and he also he's very smart. Like people so but I, I understand why they're doing it. They're trying to push the story forth and Superman's exactly. always holding he's holding back and he doesn't want to hit his brother. I like I totally get all that. And I understand how it happened the way it did, but I'm just kind of like, yeah, he's my main guy and he's always just getting knocked out. <laughs> I do I do like that show though. Gen I like it. when I was watching the uh um reveal of john henry i swear i was like i screamed i was so excited yeah. like i really thought it was lex Luthor, and i'm like okay that's cool different multiverse and then i was like oh my god this is huge like every i know i yep. say this all too much and sometimes i just say it to you know kind of uh take a jab at snyder fans but when jeff johns is included in a lot of these projects he does fantastic and i think if he lets you know if they gave him um they did previously but maybe it's just my bias if they gave him a bigger role. I think it would be beneficial to the company or at least to staying true, true to kind of the source and, and how to make it go from paper to film. I think they need to completely reboot the entire DC universe. 
with Flashpoint. That's what I'd be hoping they would do. Yes. Completely reboot the DC universe and restart it with the Superman. Now, you can keep characters in. You've got uh, Sasha Calais. Uh-huh. Sup Supergirl. Supergirl. Now, I'm still not sure if she's playing actual Kara or whatnot. I don't because think, you know what? Suit, that's she, not Kara's suit. It's not. It's Laura, Laura Kent's. I, I, I could have been Supergirl from the Injustice universe. Exactly. Yeah, so I'm like I'm totally cool. She looks fantastic. The suit looks weird because we saw her in wires and stuff, but I'm sure when right. it's on screen, I'm sure it will look good for what it is. And they're probably saying, Well, they've got their they've got their Cara Danvers in the TV show. Now we're gonna diversify things over here. So I don't care as long as that as long as they're not just race swapping her out, I'm okay. Exactly. Otherwise, it's like what was wrong with the original established Cara? But I, I think she looked, you know, for what it was worth, you know, working all day in the suit and everything. I think yeah. she looked good. She's a pretty girl. Yeah. And seeing her interact with Andy Muschietti. I don't know if you saw that little video when he took, oh I my did. God. Like, I put that on my channel. I was like, I was, I was so misty eyed. I was like, yeah, I don't know you, but I want to hug you because I'm really yeah. happy for you right now. Yeah. She, she was got the so chance. sweet. She got the chance of a lifetime with that, but uh, they could keep her in the DC universe. That's the point. You could reboot it with the flashpoint, keep in what worked. Get rid of what didn't, and then boom, you've got a whole new start. And you establish in the beginning with a small monologue at that after the events of Flashpoint with the next movie, you establish. Yeah. Take two minutes and have like the thing that kind of establishes showing the multiverse, all the earths, and say, This is what happened. This event yep. happened, and da 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 da. Right? Explain it they away. Or whatever. Absolutely do it. Right. Have an end game like, well. Like Endgame, where you have Thanos down the line, like not in a few, not in the third movie, down yeah. the line, play the long game. Yeah, yeah, and that 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 would probably benefit them, but they're kind of in it too deep now. I mean, Gal Gadot plays a wonderful Wonder Woman. She's she's loved by fans, you know, for the most part, and I would be sad to see her go. But if it meant, if it Reboot. meant rebooting it and making something that is more cohesive and more coherent. And just, just tighter because you have currently basically two different universes. Like the first two movies don't match the rest of the universe. Exactly. So you need something more coherent and more cohesive. Just start over again, wipe the slate clean, start over again and do something that is more comic accurate and more of the fans will be happy with. Oh yeah. And I think it would, I think it would be, it could be just as big as Marvel. So back to toy collecting. Yeah. Again. I was going to totally say we, we can we talk about comics all day. Um, so if a new collector, because I noticed in your bio when I was looking, there's like this brand, Toy Biz, and, and and there's a bunch where if you're giving advice to it, somebody that wants to get into collecting or somebody that kind of just is, you know, doing it for fun, where would you have them start with? I, there was, I mean, there was a bunch of brands. I know. Um, you know what? Uh, I would say start with what's current. I know it kind of sucks to say that, but all the older stuff costs a lot of money now. Oh yeah. So, so for example, when I, like I had a few holes in my superpowers collection, I still do have a few, but like uh, when COVID happened, right. And like, everyone locked down, I was like, well, can't go on the toy hunt. Can I, I could only order a few things. And then right? my YouTube revenue went in the toilet. I got my income tax back and I was like, well, Maybe it's time to order a bunch of those superpowers <laughs> figures that I've, you know, so I got like all the, I got a bunch of the hard to find ones like Mr. Miracle and Captain oh, that's Marvel. So cool. Yeah. I rebought the hall of justice. I bought like a bunch of the vehicles, like 
boxed without like I, I like to put the stickers on and everything in the video for everyone to have that experience that maybe mm -hmm. they didn't get to have as a kid. So I just bought a like a ton of superpower stuff and uh, it was so expensive. <laughs> it was like thousands of dollars just to buy the superpower stuff. And it was only because I got my income tax back. So buying the older stuff, even DC Universe Classics, which would be like stuff from like Mattel, right? You know, are right. you are familiar with DC Universe Classics? Yes. Okay. Just to buy those online out of the package per figure is just cost prohibitive if, if you're starting. It's just not easy. So you'd have to pick and choose what you wanted. Whereas at least now... If you want to start with what's currently on the shelves and say you're a DC fan, a GI Joe fan, uh, a Ninja Turtles fan coming up because there's some the four turtles are coming up. There's also there's also Super Seven. There's also NECA turtles out there. There's so much stuff currently that you can build your collection with. I would just start with whatever you can find. So like if you're a DC fan, I would just start with the DC multiverse figures and maybe Spin mm -hmm. Master. Yeah, I think there's some new He Man ones incoming yeah. too. Yeah, well, there's a uh, right there. Oh, <laughs> got, that's awesome! Yeah, and I got a box over there. So those are the the Motu Origins. They look like mm -hmm. the old ones, but they have updated articulation. And then the Motu Revelations are coming out, and they're going to be fantastic. So there's oh, plenty yeah. on the market right now for a new collector to just dive into. You don't really need to get the old stuff. You save that for when you know there's nothing out that you want, and then you go back and buy the odd piece here in there, but it, it's not cost effective to try and get your hands on like, like that behind me there. That's the good guy wall for the DC universe classics. And those that's are just awesome. Right. But to get that now would be very, very expensive. Right. You have to like true. sell off your, your, your non-essential organs on the black market. <laughs> uh, yeah. Probably shouldn't advise doing that. No, no. Have don't. you done your hero clicks one yet? Your video on your hero click stuff <sighs> that you had unboxing. I am. Um, I am very sad because it's funny. <laughs> no, I, it's funny because I I think about it almost every day. I've got them right here beside my desk. And I took all the pictures for it. I took some video footage for it. It's all in a file. But I just, I'm too dumb to wrap my head around the game. And I don't understand wife, it either. Yeah, my wife and I were like, I was like, okay, I, I know a bit about it. Can you read it too? And we'll kind of come together on it. And she got to the point where she was like, well, you, you're supposed to have these hero tokens and it doesn't come with hero tokens, but and the instructions are like, just use whatever random crap you got around like bottle caps <laughs> or bits of paper or something like that. And I was like, what? They didn't, they didn't send an essential part of playing the game. And so I just didn't know how to handle it. And I never made the video. I just, I've seen your video on that you were going to. And I'm like, they're kind of cool looking, but the game is like, you better be a scientist or something. Like, yeah, well, it's so weird. And I took a bunch of close-up shots of these things, right? Close-up, they uh, they don't look too good. Oh, no. <laughs> no I noticed that a little bit about the um, death metal ones that you were doing recently. Um, I don't know if it's just me or if it's because I, you know, I loved that event. Metal and death metal were yeah, amazing. And you were looking at the um, Superman and it was like, I don't know if it's the brand. It just kind of looked off to me. Well, you know what I mean? No, I do. Uh, it, McFarlane is, hold on, right here. McFarlane's okay. one of those guys that when with his designs and the paint apps, when it works, it really works. That, like, yeah. She looks amazing. And the face Beautiful. Paint, yeah, for a factory figure, the face paint on Wonder Woman looks fantastic. 
And so when, when their company gets it right, they really get it right. Mm -hmm. But when they cock up, they really cock up. And I, I, as a reviewer, I got to be honest and, and say, Hey, you know, this could be better. So I deal with it by making fun of it. Yeah. I <laughs> mean, that's the best way. <laughs> yeah. Cause some reviewers I, bitch about it. Well, I mean, I don't want to make fun it. of it. It's a little bit nicer way to go, but I, I guess I can't say anything whenever I'm mad about something in a book, I bitch about it. So <laughs> yeah. when you, um, I know you have a bunch. I know you do. Do you have a favorite? Yes, I do. Actually, you do. Um, I do. I've got a, I've got a few. Hold on. I will get up right okay. now and I will get it for you. Okay. Go well, for it. There's three of them, but I'll get one of them. Okay. So these are my favorites. Now this one's customized. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. And there's, okay. Basically there was a lighter blue Superman figure that came out in the DC universe classics that never actually came out. It was never actually released to the public. Oh, and it was no. supposed to be part of a bizarro Superman two pack and all the, you know, they, people fans were like, where, where, where is it? When's it coming out? It never did. They started showing up online for like a lot of money. And I was like, well, if I don't get it, I'm not going to get it because I know it's never going to see release. Right, exactly. Right. So I was the guy. If you go and look up unreleased light blue Superman, there's a <laughs> forum where people are talking about it. The first one that I got, I accidentally paid like $220 for it. Oh my goodness. I didn't mean to. Like I just used to set my buy it now price at the price I thought people would you know, not, I just thought I'll just put it up here. There won't, they'll only bid down here, but I don't want to think about it. So I just, I put it at some stupid high number, like <laughs> $250. Right. And this guy, this guy every day went in and bid me up like every day he would go in, he would, you could see his, what he's thinking. He'd go, Oh, I really want that. It's rare. And he'd go bid, 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 bid. And it would go up by like $25 every day. And I was like, wow. This guy is going in and bidding every single day. And he go back the next day and go, wow, wow. Okay. Well, I was willing to pay this much. <laughs> Maybe I'll just pay this much for it. Bid, 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 bid. And I just kept watching it go up. And I was like, well, looks like I'm paying over $200 for this one. But in oh the end, gosh. I'm the one that's laughing because I yeah, got it and it true. was never released. That's true. That's yeah. awesome though. That, I, I love it. I didn't see, I, I don't know about the toy. So I didn't know that would never been released. Do you, yeah. Now you say they're customized. Does that mean like? Yeah. Well, someone okay. painted it. Well, these ones here, the lighter blue ones. Mm -hmm. I think these were probably just a plastic color test. I'm assuming. So the head that it came with, which is not this one, that's a Lieber Major DC Collectibles Superman head. Okay. And the cape is actually from DC Multiverse, and the boots. I'm moving over. Oh. The boots, like from the knee down, that's actually a DC Direct Hush Superman figure. Oh, and the fists. I forget where the fists are from. They're from somewhere else. Uh, yeah, yeah. So to, to make these figures look good, you you have to customize them because the factories are horrible. They came with a rock hard cape. The face looked like it had just melted onto his shoulders. Yeah. So that's when I when I say I've customized it, it's like I, I I'm not good at painting. <laughs> that's the one I thing I try say, to avoid. All I pictured is somebody sitting there just like painting it and i'm like you'd be able to tell that right <laughs> like so yeah. i wasn't sure what you meant yeah no and I, I don't paint because uh i've seen some people really try to paint the s oh boy god bless them but it just <laughs> it just doesn't look right like and you can tell that it's been customized and i don't like to paint the figure if possible because you get paint rub so when you move the joints right 
Oh, right? yeah. Imagine lifting his arm up. It'll scuff all the paint off. So yep. I try not to do that as well. But yeah, you that's ever dip into the sideshow collectible ones. I mean, I know those aren't figures <sighs> so much. Those are more statues. But I always see them when I'm checking the news, like on Bleeding Cool. And I'm like, yeah. I want that. So okay. And don't want it anymore. I wish I could. I really do. Yeah, they're like, expensive, but beautiful. Yeah, they're like 500 bucks a figure, which is like, for okay, for that price, that's like three quarters of my review budget for a month. Gone. One video. Yeah. And the thing is, you never make that those back in views because most people actually collect the smaller ones. So you have a smaller audience for the sideshow collectibles. So Oh, see, I would have never known that. Yeah, I bought a big, here's a good example. I bought a big Optimus Prime years ago. Mm -hmm. And to get it, I sold all my Marvel Legends. I oh, had like wow. yeah, I had like 30 or 40. I sold them all, and that's how I got this Optimus Prime. And it was like it was massive. Like you could stand a G.I. Joe next to it and it was in scale. It's huge. Oh my goodness. Yeah. I, or was it a six? Either way, you could stand anyway. So the point is it was a lot of money, and I did the video of it, and it didn't do very well. And I was like, well bang for buck that didn't make any sense so i just i can't and sideshow's not going to send me expensive stuff but i do have a right. few a fan i don't want to say a fan because that puts that puts me above them I'm i no, totally I'm not above get anybody. it a super friend a viewer a viewer yep a viewer a super friend um sent me an 89 batman so he's up on oh, the shelf cool and i bought a superman because of course i bought the it's superman. superman you got yeah you gotta have the matching pair exactly Oh, that's awesome. Last kind of question here. As far as toys goes, what you're collecting, I, action figures, toys, I, I call them toys. Um, is there any that you would like that you missed out on? You know you can't get and you would wish that they would re-release. Mm, that's tough because I <laughs> perseverate and I, I obsess about them. And I'm one of those people that's like, it will be mine. <laughs> Oh, yes. <laughs> That's how right? I am with my comics. Got to have the whole run. You got to have the whole run. And the run yes. doesn't start at one. It doesn't end at three. It ends at a thousand. Exactly. You got to keep going. So uh, what have I missed? Uh, I really don't know because everything I really want as far as figures go, I think I've got most of them. I think That's I've got most awesome. of them. I suppose Superpowers Collection Cyborg. Yeah. That'd be the one. I'm missing your cyborg. <laughs> yeah, well, because like over like over there, but mm -hmm. he's so expensive. Like if you look him up on eBay to get a mint Kenner superpower cyborg, well, you're back to the whole having to harvest your organs and sell them on the black oh market. Oh my goodness. Yeah. That's crazy. That's awesome though. Thank you. I, I see I, I don't know. Like you have a few small things here and there, but nothing to the collecting nature of it. And it's so neat to see a different side of the fandom. You know what I mean? Like it's still mm -hmm. shared, but I'm saying like just a different portion of it. I love it. So last little bit here, tell, you know what you're working on. Um, kind of give yourself a little free commercial here. Oh, uh, well, currently I'm working on a video, although it'll be out by the time this comes out, but currently I'm working on, I'm doing the DC multiverse, Robin King, uh, oh my it, gosh, Robin King's awesome. Sorry, I didn't mean yeah. to interrupt okay. you, but Robin King, I love Robin King. Yeah, he's like my favorite new character. He is one of the figures that I was the most excited about. And then the Wonder Woman's going to be in that video, and I'm reviewing the Batman again just because he comes with the legs with the collect to build Dark Father. So 
I'm currently working on that, and that's really it. There's not, okay. There's not a lot of stuff coming out for DC, except for oh, like that's a shame. Yeah, except for multiverse, like for new figures. There's really not a lot. It's just whatever Todd releases in general, and then the occasional Mafex and Mezco One Twelfth Collective. See that? Yeah. I, I never thought they would release Robin King like that. So that is so cool. Mm -hmm. Now, that's if we could really only get Todd to also pay more attention to the established characters as well right not just the uh the metal versions exactly yeah no one can convince me on this planet that robin king is going to sell more than aquaman martian man hunter green arrow black canary no no but he's definitely cool still he's, That's no, awesome. he's awesome yeah i love he, I, I love he's like the crazy bruce wayne but he doesn't want to be batman and he's no fucking psychotic and i love it and he's yeah. weird like I don't really care for Riley Rossmo's art, but it worked well with his character. It made it almost more crazy. I love it. Love yeah. that character. So, he's, go ahead. I was going to say, he's got a plan for everyone in the Justice League, and he's the guy that, <laughs> he that really carries does. it out. Right? Yeah. Like Batman has the plan, but never has to carry it out. Robin King and his world carried out the plans for the Justice League. They made him so OP with that uh, utility belt, but I still yeah. loved it so much. I was like, I want more of this. So mm -hmm. I'm hoping they bring him over for something, you know, the everything exploded. So we'll have to wait and see, but make sure you guys check out Brad, the DC universe geek. I will have his link in both the pin comment and the description. So make sure you check him out. He does wonderful work and I will see you guys in the next one. Bye-bye.